This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Heads up, phones down when you're crossing the street. Sounds like common sense to me, but one MPP believes we need a law to ensure that pedestrians stay alert to what is happening around them. Etobicoke Liberal MPP Yvonne Baker introduced a private member's bill this morning that would see people fined for crossing the street while texting. As you heard in Bob's News, 50 bucks for the first offense and up to $125 For the third offense, is it a good idea or would this just be a case of the nanny state overreaching? I can tell you that I'm looking out the window here in Liberty Village and, you know, there may actually be a majority of pedestrians here who text and walk at the same time. Time They do it through four-way stops, and uh, frankly, I have to tell you, makes me crazy. Uh, and last year, 42 pedestrians died in Toronto, uh, and I don't know exactly how many uh, were involved with texting, but uh, that's obviously a bad number. So what do you think? Is this a good idea or a bad idea? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740-4740. And right now, I've got the author of this private member's bill, Etobicoke Liberal MPP Yvonne Baker, and Maureen Coyle, who is a gerontologist and a member of the steering committee of Walk Toronto. Welcome to you both. Good evening. Good day. Good day. Yes, not the evening yet. Maureen, <laughs> hi. Hi, Libby. Nice to have you. Nice to be back on the show and really nice to talk to you, Yvonne. Okay. Well, Yvonne, why do you think we need this law? Well, this started because uh, I started to hear concerns from my constituents about um, the number of pedestrians who were being killed on Ontario's roads. Um, And you quoted some some statistics, Libby, about that. Um, But I started to hear from them and then I started to look into the matter. And uh, a number of, of People have researched this, including the chief coroner of Ontario, and found that um, there are a number, in in the case of the chief coroner of Ontario, um, he found that in 2010, 7% of people, um, the pedestrians who were killed on Ontario's roadways, were distracted by a smartphone or MP3 player at the time. And um, Toronto Public Health has has studied this as well, just as recently as 2015, and they determined that you're a lot more likely to be injured or killed if you're distracted as a pedestrian while, while crossing a roadway. So given experts tell us that you're more likely to get hurt as a pedestrian if you are distracted, um, I thought it was important, first of all, to just make sure that we do something to raise awareness about the risks of, of being distracted as a pedestrian by an electronic device. And this bill, I think, would do that, and it would help act as a deterrent for, for folks from doing that. Uh, okay. And Maureen, uh, you think the bill is a bad idea. Why? Well, I think it's a bad idea for a number of reasons. First, I think this is uh, a red herring um, argument. Uh, I think that there are a number of significant issues on our roadways and around the sharing of public space 
of which roadways represent one type, uh, that this is really going after low-hanging fruit. Uh, and I'm going to challenge, uh, Ivan, your numbers because they're not consistent with the numbers that I see routinely. Um, I'm going to say that the 7% uh, figure that you quoted from the chief coroner of Ontario in his 2010 analysis of, of pedestrian deaths uh, was specific around was not specific to electronic devices. It was all types of distraction, and uh, a secondary issue with that that's repeatedly carried through the literature. The danger of using those data is that it the source of that data is the driver not the pedestrian or someone who is with the pedestrian. So the driver says, oh, she came out of nowhere, she must have been on her headphones, and that's where that data gets subsumed. So first of all, it's a generalized distraction label, not a specific, and secondly, it's highly unreliable. Um, I'd also say that, uh, you know, uh, last year, 2016, we had over 43 deaths by the way, on Toronto streets. That's not including those occurring in private spaces like parking lots, driveways, and the highway systems that are part of the city, including University Avenue. So more than 43, we're, we're it's looking at about uh, 49 in total of pedestrians killed. 67% of those were over the age of 65. And our other data tells us that about 6% of that population actually has a cell phone. Well, no, I think that I think the, the the number of older people that have cell phones now has grown, uh, though I, I would uh, absolutely agree most of the people who are killed are older because they're more likely to die of their injuries. Um, Yvonne, what about enforcement? I mean, bottom line, we don't have enough uh, police to enforce uh, a lot of very important things. So what would be the point of a law like this if, if you know, realistically, there might, they might have a blitz or something, but, but it, it's probably not going to be that well enforced? Well, and that's a, that's a great question. I mean, we have a number of laws on the books today that are designed to protect uh, people's safety, both pedestrian safety and, and driver safety, things like requirement to wear a seatbelt when you drive or uh, a prohibition on uh, texting and driving or jaywalking laws. And all of those laws protect, we, I think we would all agree, are, are, are in the interest of safety. But all of those laws are also very difficult to enforce. Um, they can be enforced, as you mentioned, maybe through, through blitzes. Um, and, and so there are ways of enforcing. This law would be similar to those others in terms of how difficult it would be to enforce. But I would also say that, you know, you know I'm not suggest any, none of us are experts in law enforcement, and I think the, the goal here is to provide police with a tool with the option of being able to uh, approach people who are doing something dangerous uh, or something risky, uh, whether that be jaywalking, and in this case, uh, walking and texting in the middle of a road, and it gives them the option of approaching them and raising awareness about the risks of that. Um, so that's really the purpose of this bill, really. The Can't they do that without a law? Uh, they, they can absolutely do that, but the, the, the benefit of the legislation is is that um, there are fines attached, and those fines can act as a deterrent, and it gives the police the opportunity to um, to provide a ticket, or at least pedestrians know that that's a possibility. So I think that that's a lot more impactful uh, than having police simply walk around and ask people not to do that. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to say, though, qu quickly, if I may, Libby, is that I just want to go back on to something that Maureen said about the 7% data. Uh, I stand by the 7%. What the coroner of Ontario said was that actually up to 20% of pedestrians who were killed um, on Ontario's roads in 2010 were, were killed 
while being distracted in some way. But of the 20%, 7 of the 20 was as a result of smartphones and electronic devices. Um, Maureen, um, again, what would be the harm? I have to tell you, this is it's something that... Uh, it it drives me nuts when I'm when mm-hmm. I'm driving in this area, and I am extremely careful. Uh, but literally, you're at a four way stop, and mm-hmm. the cars are going in each direction, and there are streams of people, and they are young people usually, walking without picking their heads up. And and to me, it's like I'm thinking, okay. Um, it's on the driver if there's a problem. I accept that. But why would you outsource your safety to a driver who may be as distracted as you? Uh, Well, I think there's a different question here being asked. You're asking a a question of, is it advisable as opposed to, is it actually dangerous or is it something that is legislatable? I think it's not legislatable. I don't think it's as, as dangerous as we've been seated to believe. And I think the pedestrian crossing an intersection, you're saying you're talking about the streams of pedestrians going across. I think that's speaking to a totally different issue, which is that our pedestrian spaces are actually too small. And the volume of people coming across the streets is increasing because we've got increased demand, increased numbers of people who are choosing to walk as transportation. That's creating a problem in the space. But in, in terms of the question of whether or not the cell phone is the issue, I don't think it is. And I don't think that uh, people walking around, which is our arguably our natural state of, of being, we are designed to walk. I don't think that that's really in conflict with using a cell phone or anything else for that matter. I mean, short of, you know, I can think of some things that would be prohibited, like weapons, for example. But we are not licensed as pedestrians, and we're not licensable as pedestrians without infringing on human rights in a very significant way. Okay, also, yeah, but, sorry. So I think there's a reasonable expectation that somebody can walk across an intersection, and that's a protected space. We've been trained to use those intersections as protected spaces. So people are acting as if they are protected, whether that is uh, an assumption that can't be tested, that's a different story. Because we see all the time drivers going through intersections, people trying to make right-hand or left-hand turns and pushing through crowds of pedestrians and hitting them and injuring them. But the, the, the expectation that one is safe in crossing a street at a particular space and given a particular time indicated by the signals, there's a logical assumption that we should be able to do that. Okay. Um, both of you, hang on. We're going to the phones because a lot of people have a lot to say about this. We've got Joe in Bowmanville. Hi, Joe. Hi. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Very good. I don't agree with her at all. I'm sorry to say I don't mean to be disrespectful. I own a driving school in Bowmanville. And, uh, you know, 99% of people do not come to a stop on a red light or, sorry, a red light or a stop sign. You mean pedestrians? Pedestrians. Pedestrians do not have the, we have the right of way we assume that way. We can't assume because, you know, people don't even look when they're turning left to see if there's any pedestrians. They're onto oncoming traffic. When I'm in my classes, when I'm teaching my kids, I always tell them it doesn't matter if it's a green light. Green light doesn't mean to go. It means to go when it's safe. Your head has to be up. 
every single day. There's not a day that goes by that there's not at least 25, 30 kids, especially in the high schools, who are looking down, listening to the radios, and not looking, walking across stop signs when it's not safe for them to go, walking across red lights because they don't look up. We can't assume anything like this. And no, it's not a right that we can walk across the street anytime we want. Like I said, I have a younger brother who's a sergeant with Metro Police, and he tells me this all the time. It's ridiculous. They keep looking down and down, and we're wondering why people are getting hit. So, no, to sort of make an assumption that, well, we should go anytime we want. No, it's not an assumption. We can't be doing that. People are going to get hit and get killed. And until something is done, and I think this is a good thing. I don't think it's a money-grabbing thing. It's to save people's lives. So oh. I agree with that. I'll hang up and I'll, I'll listen to you from that. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. Okay. Do, uh, do either of you have a, a comment on that? Well, I would, I would just say that, that I think what, what Joe – so, Joe, thank you very much for your call. What I would say is what Joe's – was alluding to is the fact that um, when you're when you're on your phone and, you, and you're you know you're focused on your phone and I'm often focused on my phone um, uh, when I'm out and about that you're not aware of your surroundings and you're not not sort of able to respond to what's happening. So even if um, even if you have the right of way as a pedestrian, if a, if a driver isn't able to stop because of weather conditions or maybe doesn't see you because of low visibility or just because they're not paying attention, um, the ability to be able to respond is, is an important thing. And, and Maureen, do you have anything to say to that caller? Well, uh, I, I think I, I, I uh, expressed myself badly if I suggested that uh, pedestrians should be able to run into any street whenever they want to. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, the safe use of the roads as guided by the current legislation. Um, but I don't, I really don't think, I think that, that, that as far as the overall issues that we see on the roadway, this is the smallest. The, the Center for Disease Control in one of the largest studies of U.S. data indicates that, that cell phone use by pedestrians related to a collision and a death is, is ranked as uh, being 0.1% of the overall fatality. 0.1% suggest that that's not something we should be wasting our time focusing on. There are lots of other more productive conversations that we could be having. I'm looking at uh, the legislation that has been passed so far this year by the province, which has been very positive in advancing road safety. I think we're looking forward to more legislation coming down that are going to advance road safety. I'm looking at Bill 158, uh, the private member bill by Sherry DeNovo that looks at uh, creating concepts within the HTA, the Highway Traffic Act, that talk about vulnerable road users and why some road users are more vulnerable than others. Um, because we're not all encased in steel, we don't all have airbags on and these kinds of protective uh, instruments. Okay, thanks, thanks, thanks for that. Hang on, we're uh, going to go back to the phones. We've got uh, William in Toronto. Hi, William. Hi. Um, I think this is. Uh uh, this is pedestrian right away, and uh, so uh, no law can uh, be passed to obstruct that. However, uh, just like freedom being a right, it's a responsibility. So you have to be more responsible um, uh, with, with your freedom and your pedestrian rights. And uh, I think this goes back to uh, 
Grade one, uh, uh, 101, uh, look both ways before you cross the street and uh, don't cross on the yellow light. And uh, the government would be more suitable to do an advertising campaign about not crossing the road looking at your cell phone instead of passing a law for every little thing. We don't need it. Where's Elmer the safety elephant? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Elmer oh. the safety elephant. And why wait for spring? Do it now. You've got to use it when it was for construction safety. So uh, um, an advertising campaign is more suitable than passing a law for every little thing. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, Yvonne, do you have uh, something to say to William on that? Well, absolutely. I mean, it sounds like William, thank you for your call. It sounds like William agrees that there's there's risks to texting and walking across the road, but, but that he's saying that the law is not necessary, that it could be handled through awareness. I mean, I'll say two things. One is, is that, first off, the purpose of this bill, first and foremost, is to drive that awareness. I, I think you have uh, certainly succeeded in that, <laughs> at least today. I don't know how long it's going to last, but, uh, but yeah, you've done that for sure. Well, so, so I'm happy about that, right? The fact that we're even having this conversation, discussion with Maureen, I think is excellent. Um, and that's great in terms of driving awareness. But as you say, this is something that will be in the media for the coming day or two or three, and then uh, we'll move on to the next. You're next being issue. optimistic three yeah. days. Okay. <laughs> so, so, then, so then how do we, so, my, so the issue then is how do we make sure it's top of mind for people on an ongoing basis, right? And so the way to do that, in my view, is to make sure that police have a tool that allows them to, whether it's hold blitzes or uh, flag people down who they notice are doing this, this arms police with the opportunity to be able to uh, approach people. They don't necessarily have to ticket them. That's at the discretion of the police officer, but they could but at the very least speak with them and highlight the risks. So this allows that awareness campaign, that constant conversation to happen. It allows police to go to those intersections where they see it happening a lot and where it's a particular risk. So I think the way in which we can drive awareness on an ongoing basis is in part through awareness campaigns. I think William's idea is excellent. But in addition to that, I think it's by by making sure police have have the ability to participate in this as well. Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Diane in Toronto. Hello, Diane. Hello, and thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. Um, my the point I want to make is that um, I don't text or talk on the phone when I'm crossing the street. I, I'd like to get across the other side alive. <laughs> yeah. And to me, it's, it's only common sense. As a matter of fact, if I'm having a conversation, if I'm walking along the sidewalk and I come to the uh, to cross the road, I say, "Hang on a second, I put my phone down on my side, look both ways, and cross." And I'm not sure about the law or not, but the thing is, a lot of people don't have common sense when it comes to that. Maybe there has to be a law. And um, I've seen people in malls who bind, bang into me because they're so busy texting. or talk. It's not quite as dangerous, I suppose. As yeah, I know. You can get body slammed. And, and um, you know, yes. I've also heard of people, they're, they're texting and, you know, suddenly, uh, you know, an ambulance goes by and it, it comes wow. out of nowhere and it comes fast. I mean, you know, yes. obviously. Well, I would no sooner text or talk as I'm crossing the street than I would lie down and do my crosser puzzle on the street. <laughs> it's, to me, it's just common sense. As a matter of fact, it frightens me. The idea, as soon as I cross the street, I say to whoever I'm talking to, hang on. And as I say, I put my phone down on my side, walk across, which doesn't take long. I make sure I look both ways. And then I resume the conversation when I'm in a, in a safe area. Yeah, but, I, uh, you know, uh, that's not what the kids do. <laughs> I know, I know. And the thing is, I don't have a very high-tech phone. I, it's not a smartphone. It's a very low-tech phone, and I use it basically as a phone. Um, I, I'm just not... 
uh, addicted to all these electronic devices. Maybe I'm an old fogey, I don't know. But uh, I just like the idea that I'm 68, and if I keep myself healthy, who knows, I might live to be the ripe old age of 98. Okay, well, good for you, <laughs> Diane. Thanks for that. Okay, uh, let's go to Martin in Aurelia. Hello, Martin. Hi, good morning. No, it's, it's almost It's afternoon. the afternoon anyway, now. Uh, with the uh, texting while crossing the street, you know, I remember many, many years ago, there was a law uh, with jaywalking. I don't know if that means, if you recall that. Uh, uh, you were charged if you were jaywalking uh, outside an intersection, like just crossing the street. Yep. And that didn't last very long. Because I don't know how this, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. With uh, while you are crossing the street, you should not be texting. Uh, but I think the only thing here is that can be applied is common sense, because we don't know, we don't need to have ID on us. So if I get stopped by a police officer, how will I be? How will he be able to get me? That I tell him to. Yeah, tell that's him uh, that's a, that's story. another issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but common sense is. Uh, I guess that's all that applies here. Okay. And since we're in the texting age, I don't know how this is going to be enforced. Anyway, I just thought I'd give you my opinion. Okay. Pleasure talking to you. You have a nice day. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay. Joan in Oshawa. Hi, Joan. Hi. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Great. Not too bad. But, boy, this is one hot topic. Uh, yeah, it would appear so. to me uh, on the street. I've had people run into the walker on the street. Your walker? Yes. Oh, dear. Did you that know, hurt? Because they've been, you know, their face, they're, they're looking down, they're not looking where they're going, um, even trying to get, you know, those revolving doors at the hospital? Yep. I've had people, <laughs> they've got caught in the revolving door. Yes. And uh, also um, in the mall, there was one lady, uh, she was walking and she walked right into a, a bench you know, where they have the planters, like, <laughs> yeah. down, down, it's terrible. I mean, it sounds funny, but, I mean, this is, this has got to change, because there's too many people getting killed, and it's not all people in their teens, but the, I've, the people that I've seen have been in, at least in their 30s. Oh, yeah, the, the yes, absolutely. You know, and... Uh, I can't afford to have people bang into me because that's all I need is another fall. Okay, well, you know what, Joan? In the meantime, I think you really have to be walking defensively. I'm serious, and that's not funny. That's not a joke. But No, I, I use a walker. Yes, I know. So I'm saying Maybe with I your... Maybe put a horn on it. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's a great idea. <laughs> There's an idea or one of those... You know, something that they can hear. The bicycle bells, they really can't hear anything. But it, it is, it's really... Um, it's really scary, and it's very, very dangerous, and I disagree with uh, the lady that you have on there because I've seen so many. It's not like just a few, yep. you know, it, it, even going into a store. Yeah, because I don't I, – I even, uh, you know, if if this law would be passed – um, I don't think it would regulate walking in a mall. So No, I, I realize that, yeah. but it's just to, uh, you know, even the security guards in the mall could, you know, uh, if, you know, somebody's walking, maybe they just go up and, and ask to, you know, um, put the phone away for a short time. 
you know, I mean, if if it's business or that, if you're in a mall, at least go into a a, a restaurant or uh, one of those mall, you know, the chairs where you can go and have a coffee. Yeah. And sit down and do your texting there. Okay. Joan, thank you very much for your perspective. You're very, very welcome. It, you it, have a wonderful day. Thanks. I mean, that's another thing. It, you know, beyond the common sense crossing the street, there's also a matter of kind of basic consideration. Uh-huh. Uh, we are um, starting to run out of time, not stopping to have out of time. Let's hear from Don in Stratford. Hi, Don. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm not bad. You have a I'm story? In favor of this, I'm in favor of this uh uh, law being imposed. I'll tell you why. I've driven heavy trucks for over half a century, and uh, for 22 of those years, I was with the MTO on snowplows. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to mention a town because uh, I don't want any feelings hurt, but uh, there was a particular high school on one of the highways that we maintained, and a transport truck who had a green light was proceeding through the light, not breaking the speed limit. It was a it was a, a kind of a wet morning, so he was actually going a little under the speed limit. But a young 15-year-old was texting or talking, who knows, and he walked up and he walked into the side of the trailer. Oh, my he, God. And the dual wheels in the back of the trailer are what actually killed him. But when you stop and think about it, they were on their way to school. The high school was only a block away. Other kids around 15 and 16 and maybe 14 and the lives of the truck driver and his family, the, the young lad and his family, were ruined. Now, I know it's a pain in the butt. I know it's like when the seat belt law come in and other laws, a lot of opposition to it. And who knows of all the, all the contributors to the breaking the law can be caught. That's not the issue. The issue is to make it aware that it is against the law. And I feel that it's an important law because that was a shame. Yeah, this sounds like a, a terrible story. Thank you for sharing that, Don. Thank you. And um, uh, we have to wrap things up, so uh, I'd like to go back to our guests for a very quick uh, wrap-up. Uh, first, uh, Maureen, uh, just what would you leave us with in a few seconds? I'd leave it with the idea that we don't need to legislate this issue. This is this is a, a bottom-of-the-barrel kind of issue uh, and that it's going for an easy public score, I feel. And I think that's too bad. I think I agree with, uh, you know, what I said is a reasonable assumption of safety in the intersection. That does not mean those spaces are actually safe and we need to have some vigilance around that. But that's not a legislation issue. Okay. And uh, Yvonne Baker, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I'd like to say that I think that there's strong evidence from stories like the one Don just told us, and there's evidence, you know, uh, there's data that we have that shows that, that uh, from credible sources that shows that when you're when you're texting while walking across the street, and that's a risk, uh, you're increased risk of getting hurt or perhaps even getting killed. And so, if this is, um, if this allows us to save even one life every year, I think it's worth it. And so okay. I think we need to take steps to make sure we, we, we protect the lives of pedestrians, and I think this would help. Okay, and uh, law or not, people, pick your heads up when you're crossing the street, really. <laughs> uh, thank you both. Thank you very much. That's been a very uh, interesting conversation with MPP Yvonne Baker and Maureen Coyle from Walk Toronto. Right now, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the developments in the United States and what effect that might have on us here. We've had the first uh, three indictments now in the Russian 
collusion and interference in the election uh, story, big story south of the border. We're going to have that when we return after these messages. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.